This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Josh, JJ. Today's game will be pitting us against newcomer Kyle and Benchwarmer Scott. Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, man. Happy to be here. I was uh, excited when I heard about this podcast and my chance to come on because I think I'm a pretty well-rounded sports fan, so we'll see how I do here. Good luck, Kyle. Scott, how are you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm really excited that you're finally hosting your first game. Uh, it's a long time coming. I, I don't know whether I should be nervous, excited. I'm really – with you, I'm, I'm probably unsure than anyone else that's hosted so far, so uh, I'm ready for the roller coaster ride. All right, Scott and Kyle, what are your team name? What is your team name today? We are Tell Us When and Where. That's what all the baseball players are saying right now, so we're rolling with it. I'm usually right. terrible at coming up with team names, so I was really proud of myself when that came to mind. Scott was, like, like pointing at me like, yeah. <laughs> Scott's going to be your hype man for tonight. All right, Scott and Kyle are going to go up against our bench warmer team of Matt and Dan. Dan, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, really starting to feel that void of no sports now. So uh, I've been doing a lot of watching disc golf. That's, that's how far we're, we are right now. Um, I was excited to go out and play today, and it rained all day. So I found a, an app for my iPad, and I've been playing disc golf on my app on my iPad now. So I need help. Send help, please. And Matt, how are you doing today? Hey, JJ, doing good. I, yeah, I'm, I am, I've always been a bit um, a Bayern fan. And so um, just because, and I once like every couple, like a few weeks or so, I'll check the Bundesliga um, records or, you know, just to see where they are, but I don't ever watch a game, but there I was today watching three separate Bundesliga games, simply be here matches, simply because there's absolutely no, there's no baseball. There's nothing else on. It's just pathetic. And I'm sitting there commenting on like, you know, Facebook threads about it. I'm like, who, the, who am I? Who am I? What is going on here? This is the new normal, Matt. It is. The new normal is that you're watching three different Bundesliga games. I know. I can't believe Let that it. Sink you would have told me a year ago, I would have probably, you know, frustrated. Anyway, but then uh, our team name, and I'll be able to keep, skip you before you get to there, JJ, is go ahead, Dan. It was brilliant when you came up with it. Well, it looks like we've got a couple uh, couple Yankees fans, at least. Uh, we got, we're going up against a Yankees fan here, so we're going to be – team the pole ads don't own the twins the yankees do oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah have fun with that one jj yeah cal just so you know even though i'm a packer fan i'm also a twins fan so i'm a little I, bit I, weird so yeah i see no that's okay i mean i work with trevor ploof so i've sort of become like a twins like i've had to learn so many random things about that franchise so eventually i'm gonna hate them because ploof jokingly hates the Yankees, but we haven't had baseball back yet since I started working with Plouffe, so I haven't had a reason to hate them yet. Now, I was really tuned into the team home run race last year between the Yankees and Twins. So Yep, that on, was fun. Yeah, on Twitter, I would go at it with Twins fans all the time because they'd be like, well, the Yankees are only doing it because they play at this small stadium and stuff. Yeah, and they and got I'm the like, short porch. 
Yeah, but I think they hit more home runs on the road last year than they did at home, believe it or not. So you got to give us Twins fans something, right? Yeah. Because we don't get it in the playoffs. So give us something. Let, let us have the home run. Lead, we're just okay? the dog. We're dog. We're the dog at the table asking for scraps. You guys are eating the fine, you know, filet mignon. Give us a break for the love the of The Twins Pete. have already been one of the most consistent teams of like the 2000s. If it weren't for the Yankees, they might be the best team of the 2000s. So. All right, welcome to the bench, gentlemen. Now on to the rules. We will be starting off with our tailgate round to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. Style of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points apiece. Question one, how many people are on a rugby pitch per team? And I'm saying rugby union, to clarify. This is really how you decided to start off? Just got to oh, keep man. throwing some curveballs here. Oh, man. He's throwing Clayton Kirchhoff curveballs right now. <laughs> <laughs> I should know this because I worked at I worked in sports information offices at different colleges for the last four years before I started with John Boy and my most recent stop was Westchester University and they had an insanely good women's rugby team but I'm not super confident about my answer I don't have anything better so if you want to go ahead and check in with that it's fine by yeah. me all right we're good to go yeah we're checking in Dan I mean I thought it was because isn't cricket and soccer, they're all 11, aren't they? No. No, it's no. 11 for football. Soccer has – do they have soccer 15 has also? 11. Soccer has 11. Yeah. I, I think it's more than 11. I, I really do. I don't know why the number 15 is jumping out at me. It's just, I mean, it's, it's just one of those gut reactions. I have no idea if it's right. I just it's, – it's what my gut's telling me. Let's go with it if that's what you think, but I mean, that's well, fine. We'll see whose gut is, is right, and we'll go with, the, go with the hot hand after this, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it's not if you're all right, I want to go with, I want to check in with 15. Let's do it. Yep, go ahead. All right, check in with 15. All right, the Polettes don't own the Twins. Checking in with 15. All right, and uh, tell us when and where. What did you guys come up with? You said 11. All right, one team getting points, and that's going to be the pole ads don't own the twins. Uh, shorten that down to pole ads because that's that's a mouthful. How about just Yankees own the twins? It's right. not a mouthful, and it's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the correct answer is fifteen. Uh, rugby union there is sevens and elevens, but rugby union specifically fifteen. Some uh, some positions here that I pulled up: loose head prop, a hooker, tight head prop. Second row, blind side flanker, open side flanker, scrum half, fly half, left wing, and so on and so forth. And moving on to question number two now. Which is the only country to have played in each and every World Cup? I assume you mean the FIFA World Cup of soccer? That is correct. Okay. Thank you. Kyle, that was my initial guess too. Okay. So let's so, go with it then. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and check in. Okay, Dan. So... I, the original ones that I thought of, or you think is Brazil? Yeah, I'm, I was I'm thinking sure. it was Italy or France. I'm, Italy I didn't know. make it last year. Oh, really? Yeah, they. It, it, there was a bunch of 
teams that are usually really good that did not make the the cup last year. Because I know that there was a or not last year, the... but last time. Yeah, it's it's either it's either Bra- I, I'm eighty five ninety percent on Brazil. If it's not Brazil, it's going to be Argentina. But but then the other thing is is that I don't know how they count Germany because there was a a time in there where it was East Germany and West Germany. And I'm not exactly sure how that counts. I think West Germany is the one that counts. Let's just but go I, with Brazil. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty that. sure it's Brazil, though. Let's yeah. We'll check, check in with that. that, JJ. Yep. All right. So Yanks on the Twins checking in with Brazil, and tell us when and where. What did you guys check in with? We also said Brazil. All right. And both teams getting points. Correct answer is of course Brazil. Good job, guys. Both teams getting points. And finally, question number three of the tailgate round. Which NFL team features their logo on only one side of their helmet? We can check in. I know that one, Dan. All right, Yanks on the Twins checking in. Tell us when and where. Talk it out. The Steelers sounds right, man. Right? I, I, that jumped into my head. I feel like I remember that they only – I know at some point they did. I don't, I don't remember like them like going having two, right? I'm trying to think of some of the other teams. I feel like it'd be an old school team because that's I'm kind of an old school. I'm all the divisions in my head, and as right. I go down the list, I'm not even coming close to thinking a team only has a logo on one side of their helmet. Yeah, and it seems like sort of an old school thing to do, and, you know, they're a real old school kind yeah. of team. Yeah, I think you nailed it, Steelers, yeah. All right, yeah, we'll check in with the Steelers. All right, tell us when we're checking in with the Steelers. The Yanks on the Twins, what do you guys got? Yeah, um – Opposed to their uh, division rival, the Browns, who have no logo on either side of their helmet, the Pittsburgh Steelers only have uh, the three diamond Steelers emblem on one side of their helmets. It's funny, the Browns is what came to me first, and then I'm like, wait, they have no logo at all, so that doesn't make sense. All right, both teams getting points. The answer is the Pittsburgh Steelers. How crazy would it have been? if like the Bengals didn't have it on one side, they just had the stripes down the one side and it was just all orange on the other. Honestly, they haven't earned any stripes lately. So we might have to take them all away. Hey, oh, Cincinnati is going to stop listening to us all together. If we yeah. have any listeners from there, we've yeah. already ripped on the reds and now, uh, now the I have Bengals. Like 95% of it's from you, Dan. <laughs> I have two good things to say about the reds. I've been to 14 different, ballparks like for different home stadiums i should say the reds was one of my favorite i thought it's the most underrated one because right on that lake or whatever that is out there i thought that was cool and i was also really excited about them they were going to be my nl team this year for sure but hopefully hopefully they could still be my nl team i felt that way last year i even went out i bought a red hat and everything yeah i was like oh they got tanner roark and they got sunny gray and i thought they were gonna have a real good year and that didn't happen last year yeah well now they added moustakis only other time I've seen the Reds in Cincinnati was actually at Riverfront Stadium. So it was like the cookie cutter stadium and it was just ugly as anything. But yeah. uh, Deion Sanders was the leadoff batter. So it was, it was kind of cool oh, to see him playing sick. baseball. Yeah, it's a cool story to share. Heading in the first quarter, we have a score of the Yankees on the Twins. What, 30? And tell us when and where closely behind with 20. All right, in today's first quarter, it's going to be pre and post game. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Scott. This is my round, baby. Please, this is my JJ, round, baby. Take him down. Uh, uh, Kyle, uh, Scott claims to be 
undefeated. He's never that, gotten that pre is, and post. That's game not run. even true. I said he at one claims. point I was fifteen of fifteen. <laughs> I had fifteen straight. I didn't say I was undefeated. I was Dimaggio. Okay, he had hitless games. I'm then so he went on a history. Hoping that JJ takes him right. down. This is some great. Even if I get them all wrong, just to see Scott go down would be great. Right now, <laughs> speaking of Dimaggio, I was listening to that last episode, and whoever got his two brothers right. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That was you're, on a, you're, you're on a team with them, buddy. All right, that, let's go. Was I was like, yo, I like literally my jaw hit the floor. Because he didn't even sound confident about it. I was like, in my head, I'm just guessing like every like Italian name ever. It's exactly like, what Eric and I did. I, I knew Dom and then I typed out to Eric. I was like, Anthony, Vince, you know, a couple other Italian names. And for some reason, Vince stuck out in my head. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it, it's Vince. Crazy. Yeah, I was mind blown. All right, pre and post game. For this round, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is going to be worth 20 points. And question number one. Participated in arguably the greatest sporting event of the 20th century and was drafted in the first round in what sent Favre to the Jets. I feel like I'm just a little bit confused. It's like, it's a little bit of a riddle as much as it is. It is. This is a tough one. Listen, I, I'm very good at this round as, you know, it was mentioned and I'm confused. So don't, don't feel bad. So JJ, just to clarify, and, and you can tell me whether or not this is, fits within what you gave there. Are you saying that the trade that sent Favre to the Jets, the Jets, what they gave the other team, you're saying that person that was a first-round draft pick? Yes. So Favre was traded to the Jets for something. Mm-hmm. And now whether that was a person that was already drafted in the first round or a future first-round pick is up uh, for me. Okay. You think you got it, Scott? I, I think so. I'll, I'll type it out to you. All right. I mean, I feel pretty st- good about that one based on what we were saying. Like, I feel like. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't, I can't imagine we're going to get any closer than that. That's what I'm thinking too. Like yeah. I, I, none of the other names that we typed out fit like this one actually fits. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. So if you feel just, good about checking in with it, then. Yeah, we'll check in. All right. Tell us when and where checking in. Yanks on the twins. Talk it out. All right, Matt, if ever there was yeah. a time for you to pull something from I know from your backside, now would be it. Okay, let's, so let's think about let's think this through. So I, so, I want to say that they parlayed those picks, just that pick and a couple other ones into Clay into Clay Matthews. Well then we still need to come up with a hockey player whose last name was Clay or somebody No. Wait. Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay. Clay. It's gonna be Cassius Clay Matthews. Cassius Clay Matthews. There hey, you go. Hey Matt. Beep. and i think that pick was conditional on how he performed so it could have been like a i think it was a fourth rounder but it could have gone up depending on how it was conditional he performed yeah i just told scott i was mad at myself for not knowing this already like how did i not already know that Favre turned into well we think at so least. We, yeah. we, we need to officially check in yeah. with Cassius Clay <laughs> yes. Matthews here. We will check in with Cassius Clay Matthews. <laughs> All right. Yanks on the Twins checking in with Cassius Clay Matthews. And uh, 
Tell us when and where you guys got. We're going to do the same thing. So, so just play Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah just to kind of our, our thought process, I was stumped for like a good two minutes. Like the wording was, was really tripping me up. And then we started thinking, all right, who had the Packers drafted around that time? And Kyle started listing out some guys, BJ. I Rodgers, took a huge trip down memory lane, right? Some there. Other guys. And he went Clay Ulaga. Matthews. And I was like, Oh wait, Clay Matthews. It's the only one that fits. Cassius Clay, greatest sporting event. Yeah, that makes sense. So we checked in with Cassius Clay Matthews as well. We were hung up on the greatest sporting event. We were trying to think of through all the names of the guys on the 1980 Olympic team roster. Yeah, I typed, I typed that to Kyle. I was like, could the greatest sporting event be, you know, some sort of Olympics? Or but No one has the first name of Aruzioni. <laughs> no. no. Oh, that's one of the DiMaggio brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so both teams getting points. The answer is Cassius Clay Matthews. Of course, we know Cassius Clay, better known as uh, Muhammad Ali. And the arguably the greatest sporting event in the 20th century was going to be the Rumble in the Jungle. Good job, guys. That was a tough one. I thought it was going to be a little bit easier, but... It was just more the wording of the question. Yeah, I feel like once you, once you kind of get the, the first one, it's a little bit easier. You're kinda, you know what you're thinking, yeah. how to think and stuff. All right, both teams got 20 points there. Question number two. Known as the best driver to never win a championship, as well as one of the greatest goaltenders. I, I think that's it, dude. I have no idea how that came to me. That's excellent, dude. Go ahead and check that <laughs> in. That's, that's, that's a great pull. I mean, are we sure? Because, like, I don't know. I do. I think it's, yeah. All right. So, we'll check it in. All right. Tell us when and where. Checking in. Yanks on the Twins. Talk What's the out. second part of that question again? I was I was thinking so hard on the first part that I kind of kind of uh, tuned out the second part. All right, known as the best driver to never win a championship, as well as one of the greatest goaltenders. Okay, Matt. Yeah, I think it's going to be um, Mark Martin Brodeur. That okay, Mark Martin. That makes sense. Yeah, Mark Martin Brodeur. Yeah, Mark Martin <laughs> Brodeur. Yeah, we'll we'll check in with Mark Martin Brodeur. All right, Yanks on the Twins checking in with Mark Martin Brodeur. And tell us when and where. We also had Mark Martin Brodeur. All right, both teams getting 20 points. Correct I answer. thought we had one that you guys weren't going to get. I know. Now, Matt will back his way into every single one you think they're going to get wrong. Well, I – yeah. I but that seemed was, like uh, it was all Dan. That one seemed like that it was all Dan. Dan. Yeah. You got to remember, so, I, I live in the heart of uh, NASCAR country. Yeah, where you live? I live in Charlotte, just outside okay. of Charlotte. So Cool. Yeah. yeah, see, I didn't know anything about the NASCAR, but I said Martin Brodeur, and Martin, Mark Martin's in a little Wayne lyric. And I was like, <laughs> okay, here we go. Well, I'll just it. wait for halftime. Yeah. This is going to be fun. All right. On to question number three. He has the most receiving yards through the first four seasons and considered the biggest steal in the history of the NFL draft. I think we're good to check in, right, Kyle? Yeah, I'm fairly confident. Yep, we'll, we'll go ahead and check in. All right, tell us when we're checking in. The uh, Yanks on the Twins. Talk it out. Okay, so I think the beginning he was saying that it's a wide receiver that's active right now because they've had the first four years as of like right now. Right. I think knowing the host, I want to say this is Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. 
can we, can it be Michael Thomas Brady? Is that what was the second part again? I forget. Be one of the biggest steals in, in NFL draft history. That's it. But it, I'll I bet mean, you dollars Thomas, gotta be it. Thomas Brady, really? Well, We're gonna go there. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be it, I suppose. But don't worry I, about I that. think Let's we have go to go with, with Michael Thomas, Thomas Brady. Brady. Yep. Yeah, I think we need to. All right, we'll, we'll check, check in, in with, with that. that. I love the cohesion over here and the Yanks on the Twins. <laughs> Synchronized <laughs> answering. Bravo. All right. Uh, tell us when and where would you guys check in with? We also went Michael Thomas Brady. All right. And both teams are getting points. Correct answer, Michael Thomas Patrick Edward Brady Jr. Scott came to me with the Tom Brady thing, but I mean, I guess that's the part everybody was going to get with the draft steal. And for some reason at first to Marius Thomas came to me. And then like two seconds later, it was like, Oh, Michael Thomas. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad. Like I was, I definitely would have talked out of Demarius. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I, I mean, I know he was really good with Peyton when he was really young, but he was with Tebow for like, he was with Tebow. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So there weren't many receiving yards going on there. Yeah. It's not Jarvis Landry Jones. So yeah. <laughs> That's we came across that at one point too. I thought he was trolling me because the 2002 NFL draft, I uh, saw the Vikings draft Ontario Smith in the fourth round, and he famously called himself the sod, the steal of the draft. So I was sitting there going, like, Is he talking about Ontario Smith? <laughs> anyway, sorry, who the hell is that? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> he had a great CFL career. Look up the Wizinator, it's funny. <laughs> Doesn't sound very. Stop the podcast right now, everyone that's listening. Please don't look up the Wizenator and then come back. You'll you'll be enlightened. <laughs> All right. So both teams getting points there. Question number four. Part of the three thousand hit club, as well as the five hundred home run club, with a height of six foot ten inches, as an Australian center who's played for the Spurs. Pistons, Celtics, most recently, the Suns. Uh, JJ, we uh, went ahead and checked in. All right, tell us when and where. Checking in. Have we, have we not checked in first yet? No, we haven't. Because this, I mean, this is my round. They, these guys know this. Yeah. Matt doesn't usually up. check in first. Oh, see, I was hoping yeah, to put no, a little extra pressure on you guys to Matt, do it one of these times. Matt, Matt doesn't check in first because he can't back his way into an answer if he's already checked in, so it's, it's not his style. <laughs> Matt, I think it's uh, – it took me a second to come up with the center. I think the center's Aaron Baines. I think it's, I think it's Hank Aaron Baines. That sounds good to me. I was totally lost on the – I thought was, I was hooked on Luke Longley trying to find somebody whose baseball player's last name was Luke. <laughs> if they- <laughs> If if they can if he can do uh, Thomas Brady he can do Aaron spelled two different ways I suppose so yep all right we'll 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 check in with that with Hank Aaron Baines all right Yanks on the Twins throwing shade at the host um. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the last time <laughs> no all right and uh, tell us when and where would you guys check in with also Hank Aaron Baines. And my reason, I actually came up with Aaron Baines before Hank Aaron. One of my favorite Twitter follows, there's like an Aaron Baines, like, parody account. And the dude acts like Aaron Baines is an absolute legend. It's so good. Like, it's a must follow, honestly. He'll like, it'll be like talking about like the Heat dynasty or whatever you want to call it. And the guy will chime in and just be like, yeah, but 
LeBron had so much trouble getting by Aaron Baines that year and, like, give all the stats about it and stuff. It's, it's a great follow on Twitter. So once you said Suns, I was like, oh, I got this. All right. So only one team getting points because uh, Dan wants to be a jackass. And, uh... <laughs> I don't want to be. I just, I just you am. Know you are. <laughs> All right. Both teams getting points here. The correct answer is going to be Hank Aaron Baines. Yeah, that Twitter account is is definitely – they got, like, Photoshopped pictures of them and stuff. It's, oh, yeah, and it's, like, purposely really bad Photoshop. It makes <laughs> it so much better. Absolutely, yeah. He's, like, a – I think that's the reason I came up with that question. Like, Hank Aaron wasn't, like, a, a thought, but, like, Aaron Baines is, like, hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on to question five in pre- and post-game. Second overall pick in the 1987 NHL entry draft by the New Jersey Devils, who then served as the director of player safety for the NHL and is the anchor of sports centers face-to-face. Thanks a lot for this uh, 1980s hockey question, Eric. I mean, JJ, sorry. <laughs> you know, Eric actually gave me this question just to stump you today, Scott. I kid you not. I'm oh, I, I don't I, – I believe you. Trust me. I, I know he would do this. I love it. We I are going to check Dan. in. Yes, we'll check in. That's awesome. Oh, man, we get to talk it out. All right. Finally. Okay, I, that was peer pressure right there. That's the only yeah. reason. So I, I, I like what, where your thought's at with the, the hockey thing. Should we just name say that's that's a name? Yeah, we can say it, but I mean, like, that's a name that's familiar to me. Again, hockey's so a weak spot of mine. Scott Stevens was like the devil, right? For my childhood, but I know he was like a veteran by the time I was old enough to really figure it out. Okay, face to face with Stephen A. Smith potentially. Ooh, I, I remember really... him having some sort of show like that where he was like, it was kind of like a you know like a center stage type show where he would kind of you know talk to athletes and stuff like that i think it was yeah. called face to face or something i don't even face to face doesn't even ring a bell to me for some reason um so but typically so typically like it's been scott stevens a smith doesn't really fall in line with how we've typically been doing it it would yeah. have to be more like scott stevens sam something like it would kind of have to flow like that yeah you know, but so the other devils like are Patrick Eliash, like yeah, I don't think that's a sports center anchor first name yeah, Eliash. So uh, no, Scott Stevens sounds that sounds right to me. Also, like especially the part about him taking over like player safety. Yeah, I I definitely feel like I remember him being in that position, hearing something about that. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out like, is it Stephen A. Smith? Is it Stephen? <sighs> Who's the guy that likes hockey on SportsCenter? He's the one of the more popular ones. He's in a lot of the commercials. Um, ah. If he likes hockey, then then he and I don't share that same. Nah, but he's one passion. of the hosts of like everything. But he also likes hockey. He's one of like the veteran SportsCenter guys with the dark right. hair. Well, I was trying to think of like other. I mean, there aren't. I don't. I can't think of too many other. Steves. Steve Levy, is that? Steve Levy, right? Yeah, but I don't think he hosted a show called Face to Face. Like, I can't recall him hosting a show called Face to Face. Yeah. I mean, he certainly could have, but. That's crazy, though, because that is who I was thinking about. But 
Yeah, it's like the only other Steve that really came to mind. All right. Well, I mean, I feel stronger about Stephen A. Smith than I do Steve Levy, just because I feel like Steve Levy was a good like anchor, like a co-anchor. But I don't know if he would have had his own. Yeah, he was. He was a big. He was like Barry Melrose's like hockey like. Yeah. Right. He was good as like hosting with someone else. But I don't know if he necessarily would have had his own. All right. Well, hey. I mean, Scott. Scott Stephen Smith. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah we'll check in with uh, Scott Stephen Smith, Stephen A. Smith, however you want to do it. All right, tell us when and where checking in with Scott Stephen, maybe A. Smith. <laughs> Yanks on the Twins. What do you got? Okay, so the 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 host is Hannah Storm, and I would not have gotten this if it weren't for my wife because this is her favorite player. She uh, grew up a, a Red Wings fan, and you're not going to know him from the Devils because he wasn't there very long. But uh, we're looking at – I've got to make sure I say this right. Brendan Shanahan-Smith. All right. Not Smith, Storm. Storm. Sorry, Hannah Storm. <laughs> Brendan ha- Shanahan-Storm. Uh. I was trying to get the Shanahan part right, and I good, got, good, got good, Smith in there. Good catch there. We'll have to throw it over here to the refs to a video replay here. And after further review, it looks like one team is getting points. Yanks on the Twins coming in with the correct answer of Brendan Shanahan-Storm. So what's the guy's name? Brendan Shanahan. I, I actually, I yeah, I, I'm very familiar with him as a Red Wing. I yeah, I never would have got there like as a Devil. Okay. I wrote a question for a a game a while ago where the halftime round was having to name a player based on the numbers that they wore for different teams, and I was actually kind of surprised to see that he came in with the Devils. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know him very well from the Red Wings. And yeah, Michigan, same here. Like I said, I, I, yeah. My wife's favorite player. So. I used to use him a lot. And when I played the NHL games, when the Red Wings were, you know, during their dynasty, and it was always Shanahan and Rod Brindamore and all those other guys from, from that squad. So I never would have thought of him as a devil. Eric, nice job. You got me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so no longer 15 for 15. Unfortunately, like every streak, hey, it must come to an end. Just, I can't wait to start the next one. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not too sure that I've missed one since the uh, the the dreaded. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> now we must say it for you, uh, Spurgeon Webb. <laughs> <laughs> well, your team missed one because I missed one when uh, what was it, Peyton Hillett or Peyton? Yeah, Peyton. yeah, oh, that's, that's right, right. that's right, we did. Davenport, yeah. no, it was. Yeah, they, it was Philip Lindsay Davenport, and they there said Peyton, yeah. they said Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Lindsay Hillis. Davenport. Lindsay yeah. Davenport. Yeah. I also didn't realize that Scott Stevens played in the NHL for so long. Good lord, that was <laughs> yeah. forever. He got drafted by the Capitals in 1982, and played with the Devils until 2004. Looks like Kyle's going to be writing uh, show for us for us pretty soon here. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to help out. You're hired. <laughs> All right. After the first quarter, we have a score of Yanks on the Twins at 130. And tell us when and where at 100. Today's second quarter will be Dean's List. 
For this round, there will be three top 10 lists where the teams will go back and forth guessing items on the list. If a team guesses incorrectly at any point in the list, the other team can attempt to finish the list out. Each team is allowed one mulligan to be used after an incorrect guess. Each item is worth 10 points. All right, here we go. Question number one. I need you to name me the top NHL teams in terms of most penalty minutes in the 2019-2020 season. Tell us when and where since you're uh, trailing behind a little bit. Go ahead and start us off. Yeah, I like that last one you just typed. I feel like we should start with the first one I mentioned because, well, well, I don't want to say it if you don't want to start with it, but I have a, I mean. I mean, if you feel even an inkling of of some sort of confidence, then. I'm just going with the strategy that I came into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, go for it, man. I mean, why not? We're going to say Red Wings. They just have to be in the top 10, right? Yeah. All right, so tell us when and where you're checking in with the Detroit Ritterings. Unfortunately, they are not on the list. Oh, my Atlanta. I don't want to use a mulligan because – I don't either because like – he, he said it's the last hockey question, so hopefully we'll get some baseball or basketball coming up and we'll be able to run the table or something. So, so if they win this list, how many points do they get? It would depend on how many they get. Um, if they, I mean, so it's 10 points each. Oh, wow. So now they get to keep going and every one they get? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, maybe we should do a mulligan then. I'd rather not though, just because it's a crapshoot at this point. Like we don't feel more confident about any team. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna hope that JJ's gonna throw us a bone with uh, the other Dean's list here. All right, Yanks on the Twins. Talk it out. Okay, well, I think we're gonna lock in with those first few that you talked about, right, Dan? So I think yeah. We're so let's let's start in, with or, let, let's let's. Let's start with the Bruins because they are they are just dirty. All right, Boston Bruins, number tied for number six on the list with six hundred and eighty penalty minutes. Then their uh, their evergreen rivals. The do we want to go with that next? Yeah, one? we'll go with the we'll go with the Rangers. All right, New York Rangers, number one on the list, seven hundred and eighty-one. If they're number one, Dan, then Philadelphia has to be in the top let's, 10. Yeah, let's go with the Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia Flyers, number 22 on the list. Whoa. All right, we're, we're not going to we're not gonna waste a – You don't want to waste a mulligan on this We're one? not going to waste a mulligan on this list. I mean, because the other list, the other, the other teams that I could think of are the ones that you said on this list here. They're primarily East Coast teams. Yeah, except for except for probably Vancouver, but I don't want to Vancouver is notoriously naughty. Yeah. But I can't think and of I any other. Them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't? All right. See Yanks on the twin tapping out, no mulligan usage. All right, we'll complete the list. Number two, Anaheim Ducks at seven hundred and twenty five. Tampa Bay Lightning seven twenty three as well as the San Jose Sharks. Capitals uh, at 699, Boston Bruins, Ottawa, tied with uh, Boston, 682. New Jersey Devils, 666, which is absolutely hilarious because Devils, number, <laughs> I could not get enough of that. And then to round out the top 10, the Canucks, 643, and the Predators at 618. 
Question number two. I need the top 10 major league manager ejections per baseballreference.com. You might be seeing a little theme here. Is this all time? All time, yes. All right, and Yanks on the Twins, we'll start with you this time. I think we should start with, yeah. Let's yeah, start, let's with, start that with that one. And we're going to go with Bobby Cox. All right, Yanks on the Twins, checking in with Bobby Cox. Big old Bobby, number one on the list, 158. Yeah, let's go with that one first. All right, we're going to go with Ron Gardenhire. And that's why I wanted us to say that one, just for Dan's reaction alone. All right, Ron Gardenhire comes in at number seven. Seven, okay. Yep. I recently – so that was Ploof's manager. So, like, I've had to do so much research on that guy. He, he would get himself thrown out of games just to spark the team. I mean, and I know that's yeah, what yeah. a lot of them do, but he was the master. Yeah, that's what Ploof said. Ploof always, always talks about that. He, like, says he would just do it for no reason. All right, and Ron Gardenhire, 83 ejections. And we'll go kick it back over to Yanks on the Twins. What do you guys got? Which one do you want to go with? Next? Uh, I think that last one I typed. That's okay. We'll go with yeah. Earl Weaver. Ooh. Earl Weaver checking in at ninety-four for number four. All time on the list. And we'll kick it back over to tell us when and where. The guy there was, one, there was one that you typed here. Here, I'll type it again that I feel pretty strongly about. You would think, right? Yeah, I feel like I, I kind of remember him getting ejected a lot for multiple teams. And I just picture him being yeah. old and around. Yeah, we want to go with that one? Yes. Like, my our reasoning for it seems so common sense, right? I don't know yeah. for sure. You say it, you say it, you say it. Uh, we're going to go with Jim Leland. Jim Leland, number 10, 72. Oh. <laughs> Uh, two very recent Tigers managers there. As a Tiger fan, I can. Uh, I don't know how. How long did it take before they they made him stop smoking in the uh, in the dugout? <laughs> <laughs> he used to sit in the dugout with a cigarette. I have a nice image of Jim Leland in my head right now because all that Armando Galarraga perfect game stuff has been back up in the we news. Don't, we don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> And Jim Leland uh, got him like a car or whatever. At least he was the one that presented it to him at home plate. So, All right. We'll edit that out. Moving right along here. <laughs> Yanks on the Twins. What do you guys got? I think of the uh, Italian boys that you mentioned earlier. I like yeah. the first one. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Let's, let's go uh, Tony La Russa. All right. Tony La Russa coming in. Tied at number five with 86. Uh, yeah, Kyle, let's go with uh, the one we were all right, the one we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna say Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella is number 14 on the list. Damn. Would you guys like to use a mulligan? <sighs> this is tough because we're already this about halfway tough, through, and it's not gonna be that easy to get the red. that's what I'm right. I, I'm honestly probably more inclined to keep the mulligan. All right. And then we because, can definitely use it on the next one. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's, let's keep the mulligan and, and see how these guys do. All right. Okay, so we're talking about longevity and hot-headed. So you were saying one names you mentioned earlier were uh, uh, Bruce Bochy, 
Uh, I mentioned Tommy Lasorda, but no offense, I don't think it's going to be Lasorda I, either. I can't fat shame the guy, you know, because I'm a big tubby dude. <laughs> but, you know, it was tough for him to waddle out to the front, you know, home plate just to <laughs> just to hand in his lineup card. I, I really <laughs> do think that the man, the myth, the legend, John McGraw is going to be on this list. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's go with that. He's, he was... He was the he was biggest hot of them all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's let's do that one. Let's go, John McGraw. John McGraw, number two, hundred and eighteen. So, what numbers are we missing right now, JJ? Three, six, eight, nine. So, one of those old school guys back in the day, like you said earlier, you said, um, "Oh, Bruce Bochy." How long was his career? It's because he was at the Padres, and then he was at the. Uh, Giants. The, uh, Giants. So he had like about a good. Did he have twenty years? If you're talking about an old school name, yeah, I'm um, thinking old school back like in the 40s, 50s, 60s name. Leo Derusher. Oh, that guy probably got kicked out a lot. Yeah, he was a hothead. You want to go with that one, or do you yeah, want to go, go with Bochy? Let's go with Derusher. There you go. You guys locking in with Derusher? We're gonna lock in with Leo Derusher. All right. Number three on the list with 96. <laughs> uh, now I say we go with Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy? All right. Yeah. All right. Bruce Bochy, number nine on the list with uh, 77. <laughs> Scott's kicking himself over there. <laughs> How about Tory? Oh, yeah. Joe Tory. How long? So he was with Cincinnati and he was with the Yankees. How long was his coaching career or managing career? About it 15. was a while. He started as a player manager in the seventies. That's right. With the reds. Yeah. I like that one. Let's go All with right. that one. Let's go Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey. Number 11 on the list. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I don't think we want to use it. No, 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 on this no, one. no. Nope. All right. So you guys are not using a mulligan. Correct? No, no mulligan. Okay. All right. So. Yeah. Torrey was very calm. I, I can't wait to hear the rest of this list. This is, you might hear some things get knocked over. All right. Number uh, number six on the list, Frankie Frisch, 86. Actually, he was tied for five. And number eight, Paul Richards at 81. He, uh, so the, actually the top six are currently in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and obviously number seven is uh, still active. Looks like uh, old Frankie over here was St. Louis and Pittsburgh and Chicago for a little bit. He was the manager of the Gas House Gang in uh, St. Louis, I'm pretty sure. And anybody want to guess on uh, question number three here? We got some hockey. We got some uh, baseball. Is it NBA technical technical fouls? All right. Great job, guys. Number three is the most technical fouls in NBA history. And I'm throwing Scott a bone over here. Scott and Kyle, tell us when and where. Tell us what you got. Yeah, so that one I just typed is definitely in the top ten. Yeah, I, he was, I mean, dude was getting teed up, like, almost every game. Yeah, all right. We're going to go with uh, Rashid Wallace. All right, Rashid Wallace coming in at number three, 317 technical fouls. Sorry. All right, well, I'm going to go with that first one that I said. I think Sir Charles Barkley is going to be on this list. Mr. Sir Charles Barkley, number two, 329. Whoa. Tees. And tell us when and where. 
If there's yeah, one we right. feel really strong about, we want to save that one. You know what I mean? All right. So let's go with the one you just said. Yeah, you can say it again. Go ahead. All right. Dennis Rodman. All right. Dennis Rodman. Number five on the list, 212. Going back over to Yanks on the Twins. You all right if I go with the one that I sent you? The Yeah. the I'm going to take it off the board before they take another Minnesota player off the board. Yeah, the big ticket. Yeah, KG, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, number seven, 176. I was at a game where he got ticked and – tried to pump throw a basketball, wasn't going to really throw it, but he actually threw it and hit a dude in the front row in the face. He got teed up for that. (laughs) Oh, that's it? (laughs) Really? Come on. This is a league, Bush League. All right, tell us when and where. What do you got? uh, We're going to go with the uh, Malice at the Palace himself, uh, Metta World Peace, Ron Artest. All right, Metta World Peace, not on the list. But we'd like to we'd like to use our mulligan. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Tell us when and where you're back up with your mulligan. All right. We're gonna say Kobe. Kobe Bryant comes in at number eight. Fitting yes. enough. 166 technical fouls. I was, so I was wondering if he was gonna make this list. I really was. Let's go with the one that you said, Matt, that first one that I Came back okay. at you with. We'll go with Meta World Peace's uh, partner in the Malice and Palace, Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal coming in at number 10, 146. Nice pull there. I didn't think he was going to be on there at all. That's crazy. I honestly would have thought our test had more than him, but yeah. Hey, there you go. All right. Yeah. yeah. So you want me to say it? Go for it. We're going to say Gary Payton. Gary Payton coming in at number four. Yes, let's go, bro. That was a good one. Yeah, uh, good pull, Scott. I'll, I'll, you know, that yeah, was a oh, good. Yeah. That was a good pull, Scott. That was so, awesome. Like, I would I have knew, never guessed that. I was thinking like there has to be some guards on this list, and I know Gary Payton was like the defensive guard, like probably the best ever. So it was like he had to get a physical, you know. Let's just go because he was a big body. Let's go with Shaq. All right, Kobe Bryant's counterpart, Shaq, coming in at nine hundred, uh, right below Kobe. Tell us when and where. Shaq was on our short list too here, so that that takes one off. Honestly, they kind of helped us because it takes one off the table for us. Yeah, we're gonna uh, check in with Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller, not on the list. Ah. All right, so Matt, you you've got the one that you were talking about. Yeah. Let's go with that one first. Okay. We're going to go with Mr. Man who does not like to practice. I heard that once before. Oh. We're going to go with Allen Iverson. That's a good answer. All right. Allen Iverson, number 13 on the list. Oh. oh. I, I'm taking a flyer with this one um, just because of how long his career was, and he was a bruising power forward. Fly uh, Let's go with Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Number one on the list, 332. Wow. That's nice. Okay, so then I think it's either Dirk or Pippen are on that list. And Dirk played what, 21 years, 20-some years? Let's go with Dirk just because he was, for a long period of time, he was the only quality player on that team. So Yeah, let's let's go Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki rounds out the list at number six, 193. 
You guys are good, man. <laughs> good I one, thought man. about Dirk, but I'm like, I don't remember him getting one technical ever. So heading into halftime, we have Yanks on the Twins leading 260 points compared to Tell Us When and Where with 160 points. Still anybody's ball game here, though. All right, it's now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 20 points. Question number one. What are the names of Ricky Bobby's boys in Talladega Nights? Be careful, though. They might run a house kick you in the face while being jacked up on Mountain Dew. Oh, crap. I just watched. Yep, exactly. Yes. We'll, we'll 100%. check in. Yep, we're checked in. All right, Yanks on the Twins checking in. Tell us when right. we're Talk it out. Cool. So I don't have to type this out. I've, I've never seen Talladega Nights. Um, oh, party foul. Party yeah. foul. I'm a huge, I've never it's, seen it either. It's crazy. I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. Like, I love Will Ferrell, and this seems to be, like, the one that deluded me for whatever reason. Wasn't, what's the Daisy Dukes movie? That's about racing. Dukes of Hazard. That's about racing too, right? Sure. I don't even know. Whatever. We concede. Like you guys, go ahead. Get your points. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna us. we're gonna check in with. Uh, we haven't seen this one. All right. Tell us when we're checking in with Nada Yanks over the Twins. What do you got? Well, the 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 oldest kid is Walker, and the youngest kid is Texas Ranger. Yanks over the Twins getting uh, twenty points there. The answer is Walker and Texas Ranger. Question number two. What is the name of the John Errett mascot in the movie Hurricane Season? It shares its name with an East Coast team that was founded in 1960. This movie's called Hurricane Season? Hurricane Season, yes, sir. I've never seen this either. I thought Hurricane Season was over. I know that line. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Matt, I got nothing on this. I've never seen the movie. Me neither. I'm, I'm I'm just tempted to just pick an East Coast team and throw a. Do you see the one I just sent you? Yeah, why not? Let's do okay. it. I, we'll I don't know if in. how. Yeah. All right, Yanks on the Twins checking in. Tell us when we're talking out. All right, Kyle. So yeah, I'm just trying to go off the clues. I have no idea what this movie is. East Coast team founded in 1960. All right, we're gonna check in with Mets. So you guys are checking in with the Mets. Yep. Yanks own the twins. What do you guys got? Yeah, I couldn't, we couldn't think of anything. So I know, I, I'm pretty sure I know what movie you're talking about. I, I think it's about like a high school team in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, but I have no idea what the team was named. So we just went with, what did you say, Matt? You said the. Yeah, the only thing I could think of is what that was a bolt at the time that the AFL was coming up, and I thought maybe it was the Patriots. So, Patriots. All right. Yanks on the Twins locking in with, checking in with the Patriots. Correct answer, Patriots. Oh, my gosh, man. What a lucky guess. What, what, a, what a pull there. Wow. I wouldn't even call that a pull. It's <laughs> 100% guess. <laughs> Hurricane Season is one of the greatest movies. Very uh, underrated for sure, but uh, I'm not going to spiel it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was about a – uh, public high school in New Orleans. Uh, it was about 10, 10 miles from where I grew up. Um, true story and everything. So it was a great movie. Um, definitely captures the essence of Katrina during the time and stuff. Forrest Whitaker is the uh, coach. So great movie. All right. Nice job, Matt. Good uh, pull out of the hiney there. And we'll move on to question number three. 
Name the movie from the storyline. Two losers from Milwaukee, Coop and Reamer, invent a new game. When the game becomes a huge success, they, along with a billionaire's help, form a professional league, the PBL, where everyone's where everyone gets the same pay and no team can change cities. Coop and Reamer's team, the Milwaukee Beers, is the only team standing in the way of a major rule changes that the owner of the Dallas Felons wants to institute. Name the movie. Matt, we can check that in. Yeah, I knew it right away. All right, Yanks on the Twins. Check. This is not this is not my strong suit, man. This is uh this is basketball, right, Kyle? Yeah. PBL. We're going to check in with basketball. All right, tell us when and where checking in with basketball. Yankees and the Twins, what do you got? Yeah, it's basketball. Another great movie there. Basketball is the correct answer. All right, number 4. Which former Laker put out a rap song recently called Don't Shoot Me, but also has hits such as ZO2, Super Saiyan, and Vibes? All right. I think, I think we got an answer we could check in, right, Scott? Tell us when and where checking in. Yanks on the Twins talking out. Something that's not James Worthy. No? I thought no. that was funny. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and it's not AC Green, right? Oh, I would pay <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> Absolutely, I would pay to hear that. Would be that. Awesome, and that's our answer if we can't think of anything else. I can't think of anything. Let's just do it, just because it's hilarious. I love yes, it. yes, that 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 gangster rapper. <laughs> Let's go with the uh, notoriously uh, notoriously virginistic AC Green. <laughs> All right, Yanks on the Twins locking in with the surefire answer of AC Green. Tell us when and where. What do you guys got? We're gonna go Lonzo Ball. All right, one team getting points here. It's the uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans, Lonzo Ball. I, I thought about him, Dan, but AC Green is still better in my opinion. Uh, you know what? I, I would have actually – there's one better former Laker answer that would have oh, yeah. been ahead. better than AC Green, and that would have been Vlade Divac. Oh, there you go. Vlade, Dade. <laughs> I mean, he, Kurt Rambis? would have been – Kurt Rambis? Oh, Kurt Rambis, oh, yeah. yeah. Madsen. What was his name? Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen. Yes. Oh my! Uh, how about uh, Sasha Vujacic? Was oh that his name? God. Here, we're just gonna go through Lakers. Uh, Jim uh, George Mikan. I don't know. Moving right along. Question number five. Last one of halftime. What is the highest-grossing basketball movie of all time? It's got to be that Dan. I mean, the time frame with box offices and money and both. Uh, age groups and everything it's got to be that damn right mm-hmm. yeah it, it's got to be we can let's check that in i know hoosers didn't you know knock out the box office or anything like that I just like stuff makes more money these days so it does, but i'm trying to like there haven't been a lot of big time basketball movies yeah like the recent ones are, like glory road and like, i was thinking like coach, coach carter, carter at first but my I, favorite movie so i love coach carter dude. it's yeah. my favorite basketball movie for sure yeah, but i don't mind too I know that didn't make as much money. Like it, it did, it did well, but I can't imagine that outsold no. Space Jam. Space Jam is one of the highest selling movies of that year. Yeah, high, like I know that. And it's, all right, you want to do I mean, that then? <laughs> why don't we check in with uh, Space Jam? Tell us when and where checking in with Space Jam. Yanks on the Twins. What do you got? Yeah, you know, just because the time frame is when box offices were huge in the mid '90s, cartoons were huge. Michael Jordan was huge. It got both kids and families and adults. The whole the whole gamut has to be Space Jam. Both teams checked in with Space Jam. Correct answer, Space Jam. 
And according to Wikipedia, I know Wikipedia, it's the 34th highest grossing sports movie of all time. But it's a, uh, it's quite a stretch because they have uh, like Star Wars as motor racing, Hunger Games. The... It's, yeah. So never trust Wikipedia. Fun fact of the day. <laughs> Heading into second half, we have a score of tell us when and where at 220 points. Yankees owning the Twins at 340. Still anybody's ball game though. So now on to the second half. Today's third quarter is going to be, drum roll please, the missing link. This round will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the question and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in via Zoom chat with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points and lock the other team out of the theme points. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with a correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question number one for the missing link. This Spartan ran for a total of 3,346 yards, which helped him become the second running back picked in the 2013 draft. Before causing many fantasy owners heartbreak recently, he became the first NFL player to rush for 150 yards in his first two playoff games. Who is he? I think that's right, Kyle. You want to go ahead and check in with that? Yeah, we're good to go. Yep, we're checked in. All right, tell us when and where. Checking in. Yanks on the Twins. What do you got? Talk it out. Man, as a Big Ten person, I can't even think of a single Michigan State running back. Is there another Spartan team that I'm missing? Yeah, I'm having a hard time with this one, too. It's got to be someone that gets picked high in fantasy drafts and either underperforms or gets hurt right away. David and it's, Johnson. And it's, 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 Le'Veon, it's, 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 it's Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Scott's over there. Beep, beep, beep. And that's it. Yep. It's Le'Veon Bell. Okay, let's go with the Le'Veon Bell. We'll check it in. All right, Yanks on the Twins checking in with Le'Veon Bell. Tell us when and where. What do you got? It is definitely Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is the correct answer for 20 points apiece. Question two. This lefty was known for his long looping swing, which propelled him to become the NL Rookie of the Year in 1983. During his career, he made eight consecutive all-star teams, but had trouble with drugs, being suspended three separate times for substance abuse. Matt, I can, I can check this in if you let me. All right, Yanks on the Twins, checking it in. Tell us when and where. I think we're good on that, Scott. Ooh, yeah, that's definitely it. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and check in. Go ahead and uh, throw that name out there, Kyle. You came up with that. Uh, Daryl Strawberry. Tell us when and where. Checking in with Daryl Strawberry. What about you, Yanks, Yanks on the Twins? Yeah, uh, we also checked in with uh, Mr. Daryl Strawberry. All right. Daryl Strawberry is the correct answer. After retirement, he admitted to having sex between innings of MLB games, which he played. Question three. This hefty man was a first-round draft pick in 1985 out of Clemson. He earned the nickname Biscuit, but might be known by a better nickname. He also holds the record for the largest ring size for a Super Bowl ring at 25, which he won in 86. He played in 138 games, racking up a cool five yards rushing with three touchdowns. What were the years in that, JJ? First I got round. it, Matt. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah we're good, too. Anyway. Yeah, we're going to check in. All right, tell us when and where. Checking in. Yanks on the Twins, you guys checked in as well? Well, we can, I'll talk. Since they're checked in, we can talk it out, Matt, but it's, it's William Perry. William the Refrigerator Perry. Okay, sounds good. Yep. Yeah, we'll check that in. 
All right. Yanks on the Twins. William Refrigerator Perry, tell us when and where would you guys check in with? Also, William Perry, the three touchdowns rushing gave it away to me. Until then, I had no idea. <laughs> All right. The correct answer is William the Refrigerator Perry. Nicknamed Biscuit is in, he was one biscuit shy of 350 pounds. And from <laughs> his uh, ring size of 25 is way bigger than the average males of 10 to 12. Moving on to question four here. Who is considered by many to be the best pound-for-pound fighter of all time with a record of 66-9 and with 47 KOs? He began his career going 16-0 and with 16 knockouts while fighting in five different weight classes. He was the fighter of the decade for the 90s. Yep, let's check in with that there, Dan. I will check in. All right, Yanks on the Twins checking in. Tell us when and where to talk it out. So, I mean, the obvious yeah. guess is Mike Tyson. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely – I don't know if I remember him doing, like, five different weight classes. Do Oh, I kind of missed that part of the question, I guess. Oh, you know who else it could be, actually? And I just thought of this uh, because he was actually really, really small. So he may have moved as uh, uh, Oscar De La Hoya. In the 90s, though? Yeah, I mean, I know he started in the 90s. Really? I don't think, like, he didn't. So I, I don't Oscar think, De La Hoya I don't became if, a thing to me when he fought Floyd in like 2006. Yeah, I don't know if he, I don't know if, I mean, he was like really good before then, like early 2000s, but I don't think he would have eclipsed the, the whole 90s. Like, he, I think he started in, like, the mid to late 90s. But he wouldn't have got – yeah, that's true. He definitely wouldn't have got fighter. Of the I'm decade, most confident think. on Tyson, but you threw me off with a good idea that he didn't really fluctuate weight classes. I mean, maybe he did for all I know. I mean, I don't – Yeah. It's probably, I mean, better to go with the one we're more confident with rather than – Yeah. You want to lock in Mike Tyson? I want to check in Mike Tyson. Check, check in. All right, tell us when we're checking in. Mike Tyson, how about you over there, Yankees on the Twins? We originally, and are going to have to stay with it because we uh, checked in with it, we said uh, Oscar De La Hoya. I think, though, that it might be, as soon as they started talking about middleweight boxers, I think it might be Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. Uh, I, I was thinking him too, but I thought that was too early for the whole decade. I'm pretty sure he boxed in the 1988 olympics okay in south korea i think if i'm not mistaken he's the one who was cheated out of his medal by the by the judge yeah that was him yeah Yeah. i just didn't remember that being in 88 but yeah no i remember that happening to him yeah but we said oscar de la hoya all right sticking with oscar de la hoya the correct answer is roy jones jr Mm. i think that's the first one that all of us got wrong, or both teams got wrong. Correct, yeah. yeah. He competed in boxing from 89 to 2018. So he, uh, he fought middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight, and cruiserweight. So, yeah, floated around there a little bit. But he didn't just sting like the B, I guess. So question number five, here we go. Who led the Bulldogs to the SEC title in 2000 as a junior? He turned professional in 2002, but got his first PGA Tour win in 2010 at the Travelers Championship. His first major came in 2012 at the Masters and last came at the 2014 Masters. I say we check that in, Matt. We're checked in. All right, Yankees on the Twins checking in. Tell us when and where to talk it out. If you feel confident about like any sort of confidence 
then I'm inclined to go with you because I've got nothing here. I know Bubba Watson was good in that time frame. Yeah, no, I, I – yeah. All right, we'll lock in or check in with Bubba Watson. Tell us when and where it checked in. Bubba Watson, Yankees on the Twins, what do you got? Um, we also went with Bubba Watson. All right, both teams getting points here. Wow. Bubba Watson is the correct answer. So I'm just waiting on some theme guesses here. Nobody has locked in with any uh, theme guesses. There, nobody is. All right, we're, we're, we sent you one, Josh. Can you repeat the, the question? Uh, no, it's just the theme. We got to lock in with the theme. Oh, I see. So we've, um, we've got, so it's Le'Veon Bell, Daryl Strawberry, William Perry, Roy Jones Jr., and Bubba Watson. They're, they're checked in. They've already sent over a theme, so we can talk it out. I, I have no idea. Like, I, I have no clue. On the theme? Yeah, on, like, what link these five athletes would share. I was thinking, like, maybe where they're born or where they're from, but I don't know where, like, half Ooh. of them are from anyway. Ooh. Wait, they checked theirs in already? Yeah. Okay, so how about their nicknames are Fridge, Juice, Strawberry, Bubba. <laughs> uh, who is the other answer? Le'Veon Bell, Roy Jones Jr., Bubba Watson. All right, what a, let's take this angle. William Perry was in, what, the Super Bowl shuffle, right? Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's a rapper. I know that. I don't know, any, I don't know anything about Bubba Watson. I mean, hardly. Roy Jones Jr. is in rap lyrics. I don't know if he's ever rapped himself. Yeah. But he's in that Fat Joe lyric. Uh, I don't know about Daryl Strawberry, but the Bubba Watson one is throwing me a lot. It's like he seems like the odd one out. I don't know. I felt like I was sort of onto something with all the nicknames and yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah, right. Fridge, Juice, Strawberry, Strawberry, Bubba. But Bubba doesn't really connect to the other three. Right. Um, and I don't know anything about Roy Jones Jr.'s nicknames, but I'm sure he had one. He Actually, he might be like sweet or something like that. Sweet, you know. That, that's the closest I've come to any theme. <laughs> you know in what? Mind. It's it's so well thought out in theory that I feel like we'll just go with it. How do we want to word it to him? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna check in with uh, names that involve it's like too well thought out, honestly. Names that involve food. All right, names that involve food. Yanks on the twins. Would you guys check in with something really stupid? <laughs> Oh, you too, huh? We, we, no, we, I mean, we checked in on something that maybe three of them have in common, that they were all in the Olympics, but I guarantee you that William Perry was not in the Olympics. <laughs> so I have no idea. I, I'm just interested in finding out what this is. All right. No teams getting points for that theme, but holy cow, Scott, you were so close, dude. You what, had, what, was, it, was it the music? It was. Uh, to have put out a record and or album Bubba oh Watson my god yeah that's what threw me so we have juice is Le'Veon bell he's done a few uh life as a gamble in 2019 daryl strawberry released a song called chocolate strawberry fridge did the super show the super bowl shuffle as well as a song called together roy jones jr started the uh he founded body head bangers with a z yeah. So he, he tried a music career for a while. And then Bubba Watson, 
he uh, had a song called OOO with Ricky Fowler, Ben Crane, and Hunter Mahan. And he's also featured in uh, a few Christian rap songs by Andy Mineo and KB. Okay. Wow. I Wow. I can't believe it. Like, I was on that track, but Bubba Watson threw me so much. Like, <laughs> And now to think here that it's not even country, it's Christian rap, it <laughs> throws me even more. That just makes it all the better. Yeah. It's pretty interesting that the, those couple songs, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, good missing link though. That's that's good. Thanks. Yeah, I thought of it when I came up with that Lonzo Ball question. I was like, oh, I could do something with that. But so after the third quarter, we do have a score of Yankees own the Twins, four hundred and twenty points, followed uh, semi closely behind with tell us when and where three hundred. But it's still anybody's ball game because that brings us to our fourth quarter, our final round, known as put your fours up. This round consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. A bad dad joke. Ouchies. Super Bowl. Balls. And double doink. All right, now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one in a bad dad joke. The Ashes is a test cricket series played by which two countries? Let's go with what you said. I, I, I don't. Okay. Yeah. We are checked in. All right. Yanks on the Twins checking in. Tell us when and where. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Listen, I'd be more, I'd have better luck with a Jiminy Cricket question than I would a <laughs> game of cricket. So at India, this point. <laughs> we're checking in with India and Bangladesh. All right. Tell us when and where. And how much did you guys wager? Zero. All right. And Yanks on the Twins. What did you guys guess? And uh, how much did you wager? We wagered eighty. And um, my, I'm ninety percent sure that one of them is England, and I think the other one is India, because of all the guys that I worked with security on when I was in college that were Indian. I'm. Pretty sure that's at India and England. If you would have named the two team, the two countries, and then said what was the name of the tournament, I would have gotten you that one. But I, I should, I need to put this one to memory. I don't think it's India, but that's what we went with because I, I couldn't think of who else it would possibly be. Alrighty. So neither team's getting points here. Correct answer: England and Australia. It's hosted at least once every two years. There have been seventy-one so far. Australia's won 30, England 32, and six series have been drawn. And uh, in the urn, it's uh, actually ashes of a cricket ball. Moving right along to question two in ouchies. Who is the modern era career leader in hit by pitches with a grand total of 285 in his 20-year career with one team? Uh, Kyle, I know this. We can check in. Okay, cool. I'll type it in just so you know. When you say it, I'm... Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure. That wouldn't have been I, – I mean, I'm sure. Tell us when and where checking in. Yanks on the Twins. Talk it out. So it's by one team. you got Ernie Banks, played a long career with one team. I know Ty Cobb was on the list somewhere, and he played for the Tigers for his entire career. Okay, did, Dan, uh, so you're, did Frank you're, Robinson play for one team his whole career? The Orioles? Played for the Orioles the whole time? Yeah, he, he played, played like twenty some years and managed the Orioles, right? Yeah, he was player manager. Scott, I don't think they yeah. got this one, dude. 
Scott is confident in you guys. They're, I'm not. They're they're making me second guess myself. No, no. This one is of the, the ones. Deal. One of the ones they said is uh, I think might might actually be the the actual answer. And now I'm scared. Oh, I don't know. Where do you want to go, Matt? This isn't a list I look at very often. You said you've looked at it recently. Did, so um, you're between him and Frank Robinson. I'm trying to think who else played for the same team for a long time. Um, did uh, did did Craig Biggio get hit a lot? He played for the Astros his whole career. I have no idea though. I mean, I'm, I'm just basically throwing out names who played for the same team. Pick one. Pick one, Matt. Well, I, let's just because those guys from the '60s and '70s always played for the same team. So let's go with some person recent and go with what did you say, Craig Biggio? Craig, Craig Biggio. Yeah, sure. All right, we'll go with Craig Biggio. All right, Yanks on the Twins, Craig Biggio. How much did you wager for? We wagered 80. All right, and tell us when and where. How much did you wager and uh, what was your answer? So we wagered 100. I knew this right away. Um, beep, 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 beep. I hate you guys. It's Craig Biggio. <laughs> and the correct answer, Craig Biggio. But since we wagered a hundred, it's better for us, right? We got a little extra. Well, yes. Yeah, but we got we got twenty on them instead of you know we would have gotten hundred, they would have lost eighty. You got eighty yeah. on us last time too, though. So this is pretty, this is getting pretty close. Yeah, right yeah. now, right now the score is four twenty to four hundred. I yeah, but oh, we would have had this game if these guys didn't pull. Oh, I'm like I'm like Ernie Banks. Just say Ernie Banks. It's Ernie Banks. <laughs> I'm over here so typing to Kyle. To I'm, I'm typing to Kyle. I'm like, here it comes. They're yeah, see, back you know these it. guys better than I do. So I'm like, this is what they do. They weren't even close. And I was know, looking. I was looking over at you, and I said, Craig Biggio, to see if you made a, a at face. Me? Yeah. Oh, I poker faced it the whole time. <laughs> Don Baylor's number four on the list. Great pull. Okay. He's the second uh, ERR, modern era. The closest active player is 23 with. Uh, He's number 23, Shin Su Chu, 150. All right, question number three in Super Bowl. What is it called when you alternate between strikes and spares and bowling, and what will your score be? I mean, Scott, should we just go ahead and check in because – Yeah, yeah. I mean, should we – let's, yeah. let's call it this because – here. Cool. Just, yep. You know what yep. I mean? All yep. right. We're checked in. All right. Tell us when and where. Checking in. Yanks own the Twins. Talk it out. Yeah, I'm. I know the score, Dan. That one. Oh, that's that I all I right got there. for you. I don't know the name of it. I mean, if the name of it's just the name of the score of two hundred. I bet I mean, it's. I'm, I bet it's something with the two hundred in it. But there's more to it than that. But like a striped two hundred or something. Or like something that? like that. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what, but I bet it has something to do with that. 200 is a score, and we're going to call it a stripe 200. Sounds good. Check in with that. All right. Yanks on the Twins. Checking in with the stripe 200. How much did you wager? We went 80. All right. And tell us when and where. What did you guys wager, and what did you guys say? We wagered zero, and our answer was perfect game. So nobody's getting points here. The uh, correct answer is a Dutch 200, as in when you uh, do a little Dutch date. Take two individuals, you share the cost of the date there, and it is going to be 200. Each frame, Matt, regardless, is going to be 20 points. Strike, spare, spare, strike is going to be 20 points regardless, as long as you uh, 
close the frame with a mark. Question number four, in the category of balls, how many double stitches are on a baseball? This number also resonates with a certain ball club that has 15 Hall of Famers. All right, we'll check it in. All right, Yanks on the Twins checking in. Tell us when and where to talk it out. Yeah, Kyle, so the only shot that I have at this is going off of the number that's significant or resonates with a franchise with 15 Hall of Famers because I don't know the number off the top of my head. No. And it's just one of those things like like Dan said, you know, you either know it, you know, if he knows it right away, you either know so it. What's or the number that resonates with the franchise? Well, I'm trying to think if like there's a specific year maybe that resonates with a specific franchise, like you know, like so let's say like the like the let's say like the Black Sox 1919 for example, right? Like a well, how year about that, like how many years were the Red Sox? Um, right, 86 World Series, 86 years, right? I was thinking something like that, you know, like a number, you know, that type of number that would like be significant to a specific franchise. Um, no, I mean, eighty six. Sure, it, does, man. it doesn't really matter either way, right? Yeah, we're gonna check in with eighty six, and we wagered zero. All right, checking in with eighty six, wagered zero. And I love the strategy, Scott, on that. Yankees on the Twins. What do you guys got? Okay, well, the number is a hundred and eight, and I think Matt just came up with what the uh, what the significance is. That'd be the Number of years the Cubs had to wait for a World ah. Series. So I was on the right path with the clue thing. Yeah. How much did you guys wager? We wagered uh, – what question is this? I'm sorry. Four. Four. We wagered 90. All righty. And the correct answer is 108. Got it correct. Matt with the, uh, the Cubs reference there. Good job, Matt. So it's going to come down to this question. Yeah, we're, we're up 430 to 400 right now. All right. Let's see who double doinks this down. All right. Question number five in the category of double doink. What is the total height of a standard field goal post in the NFL? That's it? That's the end of the question? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm talking from the, from the ground to the very top. The very top of the, like, oh, yeah, the very top. Like not yeah. just the. Yeah. Okay. I, I was gonna say that seems pretty easy because like guys dunk on the bottom part all the time. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I wanted to clarify. And I don't yeah. Know if you no, know. I was actually gonna ask you to specify, but. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can I can say this out loud, Dan, without giving anything up, but I specifically remember the game that happened that caused them to raise it higher than it was back in the day. It was the uh, 19, it was a playoff game in 1964 between the Packers and the Colts. And the Packers kicked a, kicked a quote unquote field goal that went over the crossbar, but it was like way over, but they called it. And then after that season, they raised it up to, I think, what the current level is. I'm fine with that, Dan. Let's go ahead and check in with that. All right. Yanks on the Twins, shaking it in. Tell us when and where to talk it out one last time for us. And what a question for the game to come down. It's almost like I thought it would be close and then left it up to a field goal to decide or something. We wouldn't be in this predicament if they just didn't bag in at Craig Biggio. I'm so upset. <laughs> you don't like that number, Scott? I, no, I do. I do. It's just – I. Like I almost feel like it's too round of a number. It's just like too yeah. easy. I feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 40 sounds good. All right, yeah, I mean. It's definitely going to be like 41. 
Yeah, we want to just check in with 40, though, and, and just, you know, yeah, we'll take sure. – I mean, this, this game – cool it came down to this. This this game forever in my life and the, the remainder of however long we do this podcast is the Craig Biggio game. So, let's <laughs> we're going to go ahead and check in with Nate, 40. Yeah, you guys should name each episode, like, the we do. question or the answer that, like, defined it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to – sorry, JJ. We're going to check in with uh, 40, and we wagered 100 points. All righty. Tell us when we're – 100 points was 40. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that we wagered 90. And we tried to do a ballpark figure here and figured that the uprights were about three times higher than the crossbar itself and went 40 feet. Ah. No, doesn't matter. See? <laughs> All righty. <laughs> and... Uh... Fortunately, nobody's getting points for this. Correct answer is thirty. It's going to be ten feet to the to the uh, to the crossbar. Sure. Twenty feet high after that. And yeah, um, guess that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's a round number, so I, I figured I figured nobody's going to guess like twenty-two or you know. Wait, so it's only twenty feet up from the crossbar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems larger. Wow. It seems higher, doesn't it? I thought they like drastically are. I thought they're way up there. If you think about two basketball courts stacked on top of one another, that's I mean, it's pretty high. But I was telling Dan, I was yeah. there saying because when he would said when he said forty feet, I said no, it's like seventy feet up there. Oh my goodness, Man, I was wrong. We didn't go higher than forty-five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's thirty. So uh, yeah, and, and I, my dad's a huge Packer fan, and he. As soon as I told this question, he was like, "What well, the reason they changed it, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, okay. yeah. So I'm not the only one that knows that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a diehard Packer fan. But uh, <laughs> the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Tell us when and where. Finishes with 300 points. And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Josh Johnson Award with 340 points, is Yanks on the Twins. Yay. Okay? <laughs> Josh Johnson Award. Thanks, buddy. That's <laughs> perfect. Uh, anything you want to say uh, before you head out, Kyle? No, that was really fun. Um, you know, when I got this job with John Boy and those guys, I knew it would lead to some really cool things, but I wasn't expecting it to be stuff like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about John Boy Media? Yeah, please do. And the listeners? So, long story short, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. John Boy is a guy named Jimmy O'Brien. And about three years ago, he straight up quit his job to grow a social media presence. And he had a really close friend that gave him some money as an investment to be able to kind of do it comfortably. Because he's like, dude, you got a business here because he was getting a lot of followers like myself that were really diehard Yankees fans. But once he quit his job, he was really able to expand what he was doing. And they had regular podcast episodes, podcasts called Talking Yanks. And when they started to grow that following, just last year, really, they expanded it into Major League Baseball-wide stuff. And John Boy did these breakdown videos that just go viral one after the next. That's been the biggest success is the breakdown videos. And then they started Talking Baseball podcasts, MLB-wide one. And from there, the Astros cheating thing happened. And John Boy was the guy who exposed them in one of his breakdown videos, like the video where you could hear the trash can in the background. John Boy was the one who brought that to life. 
So that's when he started getting a lot of haters, which really helps. All of Houston hates him. He got Trevor Plouffe to join Talking Baseball. He got a ton of people to invest in the company. And at that point, he was able to hire people like myself to work for him and do a lot of content editing and run the social media. So I pretty much just take anything John Boy puts out and I come up with the most creative ways to promote it to get more listeners to the podcast and stuff like that. And I just keep up with the latest baseball news and I share that on the Talking Baseball and the John Boy Media and Talking Yanks pages. And they've got several different channels at this point, but that's pretty much the basis of it. I could go on all day, obviously, but. No, that is awesome. A lot of Major League Baseball stuff, so. Yeah. yeah, and I found them out from the uh, breakdown videos years yeah. ago, and um, I just love it. I think it's great. And I didn't know that they had – I knew they had the Talking Yanks podcast. I didn't know they had the Talking Baseball one. It's I just really subscribed to getting, it, so I'm going to check that out. Thanks. They've bud. been getting some good guests. I mean, they've gotten somebody new, and they've gotten people from all different parts of baseball, stuff like that. I mean, there was a lady that they had on recently. Now they've gotten a ton of players. Like, Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, so they got a lady on recently. From the Twins. Vanika Streeter. She was absolutely awesome. One of the best listens, like better than a lot of the players. And she's the manager of Authentics and Retail yes, Sales I for the Twins. Yes, I heard about that. Her job, is, her job involves, one thing is retrieving like home run balls from the crowd and selling them so like the Twins can make money off of it. That's just one thing that her job entails. And the stories she tells and stuff were just like crazy how much goes into Major League Baseball. The one thing that what, that uh, surprised me the most, I didn't hear that yet, but I heard stories about it, was that there's a, there's a person whose like, life is surrounded around gathering as much content as they can get from Kurt Suzuki. So like his pants that he wore, his cleats that he wore, I mean, and this gal talked about it evidently. So I'm, I yeah. really want to go back. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, I, I've listened to like large chunks of the episode. That must've been one part I didn't catch, but yeah. So my job is essentially to listen to the episodes or one of my main jobs is to listen to the episodes and then edit the clip of just them talking to like with highlights and music and sound effects and like facts that pop up pop up on the screen and stuff like that. And I package that and put it on the John Boy Media YouTube channel, which has close to 600,000 subscribers. And that's what brings more viewers to the full episode. Um, so yeah, but they've got, I mean like Jack Flaherty is like a regular on the show and they've had Walker Bueller. Um, I mean, tons of guys. Cole Tucker was an amazing guest that was on recently. Delman Young is one of Trevor Plouffe's best friends growing up. So he was on the show recently. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah, that uh, Trevor does a YouTube channel where he breaks down with other players. Like he had one, uh, yeah. Kristen Yelich was on a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So and, that's one uh, of my biggest tasks actually is editing sequence. That's what the show's called. Was, those videos are so great. I just love them. Mm-hmm. It's uh, baseball porn for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the well, stuff these guys talk about. It's like you have no idea how much they're thinking about. Until they tell you. Pretty cool. Well, as the dude who reached out to you guys and got you to come on, I really want to say a huge thank you, Kyle. This is really cool. That's Bill Uh, Bruning, man. He's he works his ass off for us. So we're just uh we're just a bunch of schlubs trying to start (laughs) a podcast and having some fun and just, you know, being 
bunch of doofuses here. So yeah. uh, the fact that we could even oh, get man. you guys who are professional at this and really good, I think this is – I'm really, Keep really – Keep in touch, guys. I, yeah. I love, love, love to help people and connect people and stuff like that. All right, Scott, anything you'd like to say before we call it a night? Craig Biggio, man. Craig Biggio. <laughs> no, seriously, uh, great game, JJ. Well-written, uh, really well-rounded as far as categories. A little bit of everything in there for sure. So um, it was fun. Matt, I don't like the fact that you're starting to win games now. I liked you a lot better when you were the guy that never won any of these. <laughs> now I don't know what to make of it. And, Dan, you're obviously always worthy competition. Um just a little disappointed with the lack of singing tonight, if I'm being honest. That is that's valid, valid, valid concern. Yeah, I didn't throw any too many music questions in there. That's my bad, Dan. Uh, had I known you were coming on a little bit earlier, I would have, uh, you know, if I read the Facebook message, I would have been able to tell you that. But No uh, excuses, man. No, no excuses. I got you next time. Uh, I'll do an all-music round. Uh, Dean's List or something crazy. I don't know. <laughs> but, okay, I did have some music in there, but they were just kind of hidden with the missing link and stuff. But um, it's okay. Dan, anything you want to say tonight? Craig Biggio, man. <laughs> oh, no. No, um, I just want to say thank you so much to Kyle for coming on. This was this was a blast tonight, and we we love sharing the show with people that uh, – that, that enjoy it. And it sounds like you really enjoyed it tonight. So uh, oh, yeah. again, I know we've said it before. Anytime you want to come on, just, just let us know. And we will be happy to have you back on. Yeah. You guys let me know because I mean, this is like an activity. This is way more fun than it ever will be work to me. So I'm always down and I do want to give a shout out to JJ for those questions. They're really good. It's really hard to be a trivia host and not ever ask a question that I would consider to be unfair, like completely impossible. And there were none of those. So solid stuff. And I think next time, I'll say when I come on, because I want to do it again, I'll know the rules more. So, like, I'll know the strategy and stuff like that. And then, I'll, you know, I'll be able to take my mind off of that stuff and just focus on the questions. So there's an excuse for you. <laughs> thanks, Hal. I appreciate that. Yeah, got you. And I just want to say, uh, JJ, thanks for writing a, writing a great show, except uh, for the, the best questions were written by Eric. So just uh, – <laughs> the best question he wrote one effing question i knew that was gonna tick you off all right mr double dutch over there i'm gonna oh my god Ooh. Ooh. don't hey uh, that was for me though jj that's a shot at me that question not you like you wrote a great game Ooh, eric just had funny. to stump me in, in pre and post game so, so yeah so i had another one and uh he was like what, no, what, what i have gotten it what i've gotten it <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I can even I, I can say talk about that later. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Put it in the chat, man. Yeah, do the outro and then you can talk about it. Thank you guys for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.